This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Now on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. If we don't move in our own direction, we're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by the Law Offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. It's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. And a good Saturday night, everyone, and welcome in to Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor, along with Jay Doc and Joe Krause, as we come to you on another uh, Saturday, and we come to you uh, live. We will be here uh, live every Saturday night, bringing you uh, the very latest uh, and keeping you updated and keeping the Delaware Valley updated about all of our great unions. Jay Doc, as I bring you into the broadcast, as we talked about yesterday, of course, um, well, today, rather, is Armed Forces Day, and yesterday was um, the Police Officers Memorial Day. So two uh, very important days for those that serve the country and serve our uh, communities uh, in, some, in some ways very differently and then in other ways uh, the same. So I'm proud to be able to give uh, all members and all families uh, of the military and of our great police officers a big shout out on this saturday as we begin the show absolutely joe certainly uh, uh you know those who are, are, are serving and you know in, in in harm's way uh you know we have a ton of uh respect and and we always honor them and and fact of the matter is is that um you know we we appreciate everything that they do uh and and certainly there's a lot of synergy within organized labor uh with those people on the front lines and so it's always great when we can uh not only honor them and recognize them but also have them on the broadcasts and tonight we have somebody who's um one of those individuals who represents those individuals who are not only in harm's way but on the front line so it's going to be a great show joe and and uh Certainly appreciate you, you, you shouting those individuals out because they deserve it. Absolutely. And we'll introduce our first of three guests here in the opening segment uh, in just a moment. Excited to bring him into Saturday Night Live uh, with Philly Labor. I'll let the audience know we're presented by Pond Lahaki. We're powered by Teladoc. We're fueled by the Senesta Hotel where, Jay Doc, I look forward uh, to oh. the day in the near future when we can return to our Labor Leader Roundtable's on location uh, at the Sinesta. Those two-hour broadcasts have become very meaningful for not only the labor leaders and the listening audience, but also uh, for everyone at the Sinesta. So I'm looking forward to that. And of course, we're driven by uh, Jim Stevenson of Chapman Ford uh, on the boulevard. Truly uh, one of the only individuals that in the Delaware Valley that has served the union community uh, for 35 years with just an unconditional commitment nice to have jimmy stevenson and reference jimmy uh on this saturday night jay doc i'll toss over the honors to you to introduce uh, our guest for the first half of the show again very excited to uh introduce mike and have him join us for the full first 30 minutes of the broadcast so uh it is my pleasure this is the first time uh we've ever had mike on and it's a certain an absolute pleasure to, to introduce to the delaware valley mike president who's the president of firefighters local 22 mike how are you sir how you doing joe 
Um, I'm doing good, man, and, and well, certainly well, uh, well, good. Yeah, I mean, you know, we appreciate you being on it. Uh, really, I, I want to give a shout out to one of your members who um, who set it up. Uh, his name is Marty O'Donnell. He's a family member of mine. He he, he said he he knows you pretty well, Mike. Is that true? Um, uh, oh, Marty's one of our uh, best firefighters. Let me tell you, I made jobs with him firsthand, and uh, he brings the ass every time to the table. He's a big uh, boy, I mean, and and he he's a type of firefighter out there that um he's very humble and uh, outstanding on the fire ground. And you know, and 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 you know, he's, he's also a North Catholic guy. And there's a rumor going around that you're a North Catholic guy. Yes, sir. That's true. Um, that's on my business card, NC ninety two. Yep. And so so as soon as he mentioned that, because I'm a Roman guy, the first okay. thing he said to me, so 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 so, uh, you know, as soon as he said you were North guy, I said, well, listen. I'm going to need a, a thesaurus in case you use any big words during the conversation. So uh, I don't think it, that's happening with me, bro. <laughs> keep it simple, Mike. I um, might be slipping a few curse words, which I'll try to avoid, but, you know. <laughs> Uh-oh. Sometimes the, uh, at that firehouse table, they, people let it rip. But, uh, you know, we're gonna, <laughs> we'll, keep it, uh, we'll, well keep it nice Mom and tonight. I work right at 401, so, and we always, we always have the, um, the engineer ready with that delay. So, but we'll, we'll, we'll keep it G-rated nah, tonight. We'll, but listen, Mike, want to thank you for coming on the, the broadcast. We're really happy nah, to have it's my, you. It's my honor. Absolutely. No problem. And last week, you know, Joe Krause mentioned, uh, you know, the, you know the, our first responders and our military people. Last week, we were fortunate enough to have John McNesby on the program. John's uh, been a regular going back years. And, um, and so, you know, we, we really appreciate uh, what your members do. And if you would, first off, Tell us, you know, how things are going on the front lines during the pandemic, because it's a crazy time out there. Well, you know, our members are actually the tip of the spear on this. I mean, they're the ones getting the call on the medical runs. And, you know, I had a talk with the commissioner a few weeks back, and we're just under the assumption that every contact you make, the person might or probably has it. So all precautions have to be taken. And as you know, um, certain medical runs we get, um, you get a lot of blood, you get a person in cardiac arrest, these medics, EMTs, firefighters, they have to get down in there and, and get airways established. So they're really, really at risk. And that's what we're trying to get out to the uh, citizens. Sometimes we don't like to be delayed, but our members have to be fully encapsulated to protect themselves and not only themselves, but you know, they go home every night to their families and that's Absolutely. the biggest concern. Our members are selfless. They're humble. I mean, our patch is dedication service, and that's what they do every day. But the big fierce thing everybody has is they go home to their, you know, their wife, their kids. They have grandparents, and and that's the big scary part for us right now. So, so if you would remind our listeners who you represent and how many individuals you represent, because you're right, they're on the tip of the front line. Well, we have approximately 2,700 active members, and that's every firefighter, EMT and paramedic in the city of Philadelphia. So if you see a city of Philadelphia fire truck, EMS vehicle, car, van, they are our members. We're in the middle of a conversation with Mike Bresnan, president of Firefighters Local 22, uh, joining us here on Saturday Night Live uh, with Philly Labor. Uh, Mike, how challenging has it been for the members to, um, on a daily basis, on an hourly basis, on a minute-by-minute basis, uh, remember uh, to stay protected? 
Well, that's the thing. Um, we usually take all precautions normally, but this is something where it, this thing could be on surfaces anywhere. So there's that constant fear of, hey, do I have it on me? Am I bringing it back to the firehouse? Am I bringing it in the vehicle? So the cleaning and the disinfecting has been tenfold. And our members, thank God so far, nobody has seriously been too affected by this. We've had a lot of people exposed, quarantined, et cetera, but most members that contacted, for the most part, made quick recoveries. And that's the thing I was going to ask you. You represent, obviously, the firefighters, but also the EMTs and the paramedics. How do they... Um you know, how do they protect themselves? I mean, it, it, you know, there's no social distancing when there's 911 call. So what what, right. what are the extra, uh, you know, precautions that they can possibly take when they're dealing with somebody who they have absolutely no idea if, if they've contracted the virus? Well, that's why, like we said, you have to assume that everybody has it. So you have to keep the social distance, you know, but we, I have to give kudos to our fire commissioner because he's done everything in his power and been able to provide the best possible equipment for our members. Now, um, a lot of people in the medical field are using those N95 masks and face shields. Our commissioner had enough wherewithal to convert our self-contained breathing apparatus. They're the masks we wear in the fires that are hooked to an air supply. And mm-hmm. he got APR adapters, air purifying adapters. So now they're, they're better than an N95 mask. Their eyes, their face are completely covered. So that's our first line of defense on top of, you know, full Tyvek suits, et cetera. So our, our members are in good shape. All the air purifiers aren't out yet. They're in the process of getting them all out. But our most important individuals in this, our paramedics, EMTs, for the most part, have them. You know, when you're, you know, when, when, when this thing hit, obviously it took so many of us by surprise and the transition has been very difficult. Um, but in a lot of industries, I mean, almost all that are essential industries and obviously yours is potentially the most essential industry. Um, there have been changes uh, in technology and, and in protocols. Um, the, the protocol we talk about wiping everything down um, and, and assuming that there may be other uh, protocols, is there anything you see or you foresee uh, that's going on now that may continue into the future? Um, that, like, for, when, for example, when 9-11 hit, which was such a tragic, terrible thing, um, our lives were changed forever in almost every area, uh, with, especially with the frontline um, individuals. Do you foresee anything uh, that, that you're going through now that will will stick with us into the future? Well, I guess, you know, I'm not the medical expert on this or the infectious disease expert, but from talking to the commissioner and and the infection control officer, with all the unknowns, I I, got to assume, you know, outside of a vaccine being developed or this thing dying out like the SARS did, we're going to be in this for a while. And um, the cleaning, disinfecting, like I said, we've always done that, but we brought it up a level now you know big time because we've had a couple firehouses where it was brought back to and we had to quarantine people and get them firehouses you know professionally cleaned so there's a lot of unknowns like everybody says you know and um we're just kind of rolling with the data as it comes in and doing everything we can to protect our members uh, my main man vice president chucky mcquilkin and um our one of our sergeant arms eddie uh the neck Maholland, they uh, took. They took the. Uh, for, they went out and we we secured a lot of um, 
sanitizer and supplemental stuff for our members because god forbid something dries up with the department or the city we'll be able to supplement them we've been getting it out as we can so they've been a big help with this and uh, coordinating things and we have one of our other board members jackie eltman uh the commissioner was um agreed to let him be our liaison with his COVID-19 team. So we have a, a great flow of information coming back through the union when we know if our members are affected or they need something. So everything to this point has been smooth, thank God. Mike Breston is our special guest. This is Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We're going to keep Mike on the line while we take our first commercial break. Back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor are being sponsored by Plumbers Local 690, Ironworkers Local 401, and SEIU Local 32BJ. This whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with so-called right to work, that's bad. Something like that comes to my desk, I'll be to it, not just because I'm a Democrat, not just because I'm pro-labor, but because I know for a fact that's not very smart. Back here live on a Saturday night. This is Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 uh, WPHT. Uh, Mike Bresden, president of Firefighters Local 22, joining us. J-Doc still to come uh, as the show rolls on. Uh, Ernie Bennett will join us in the second half of the show. Uh, John Bland will be with us as well. So good show uh, tonight. Uh, and Mike kicking it off and uh, kind enough to stay with us uh, through the uh, through the commercial. Uh, Commercial break uh, and stay with us, getting us into this uh, second segment of the big show. Yeah, so Mike, um, quick, you know, you guys uh, have been on the job, obviously, all through this time. So, you know, it's 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 uh, there's essential workplaces, and then there's you guys. Um, talk about the the uh, how things are. With, you know, with the firefighters and the paramedics and the EMTs, now that families are all at home now, are, are there, does that pose any additional challenges? I mean, so many people are, you know, in, in one place. Uh, has there been any uh, differences there in, 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 uh, in situations related to you guys? Well, Joe, uh, Jay, it's uh, it's the it, the worry and the uh, concern has just went up a level. You know, families are always worried once their 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 spouse leaves for this job because you never know if you're coming home, as you know. And um, so, you know, a lot of members are taking expert cautions. They're disrobing before they go in the house, removing their shoes. You know. Uh, sanitizing what they can, going right to the shower, because like I said, you don't know where this thing, this this this, this COVID nineteen right. gets on your shoes. It's wherever it's at, and you know, um, I wanted to mention too. Uh, you know, next this coming week is actually EMS week around the country, and so maybe the listeners, um, one thing they can do for our members out there, they see see the truck or the medic unit to give them a wave and just acknowledge them, you know, because um, this is their week and uh, they've been they've really stepped up. Uh, well, they like deserve said, it, no, man. And, and you, you know, listen. what was crazy, funny, not funny, but crazy. Um, I got some calls from the from the uh, press. I won't mention any what press early on in this, and and they were. They were itching at, well, are your members showing up for work? Are they calling out sick? And that was the thing. I said, no, they're they're coming to work. Nobody's calling out sick. Everybody's stepping up. And that, mm-hmm. that's why I'm I'm so proud to serve these uh, men and women uh, because they really step up when it's time. And like uh, uh, you asked about the firefighters, right? You know, yesterday there was two extra alarm fires in the Frankfurt section of the city. 
so the fires are still happening. We're still extinguishing them. They're saving lives. And, you know, um, it, it's nothing's changed for us as far as doing the job. Everybody's stepping up. Yeah, and up. in your situation, I mean, you would you would think in many cases it's even busier because, you know, there obviously are, are people cooped up in one place. I mean, uh, you know, there's uh, uh, so many people in one place in the city of Philadelphia at homes. Quick question for you. Um are all the firehouses open now? Are all the companies open? We were, I know there was an there was an issue um, where the city had promised to get us back to full strength. Are we, are we uh, almost there? You, you you mean when that scumbag Mike Nutter closed the seven oh. companies? Yeah. Well, uh, we got five of them, five of them back. There's uh, two ladder companies we're still waiting to get back, and uh, the commissioner and mayor are working on that. And so hopefully it'll come soon. And that's uh, ladder one from um, down there in. Um, 16th and Paris, and then you got Ladder 11, where, which is down at uh, 11th and Reed, which are two two vital ladders we need, you know. Right. So, um, and well, it's um, interesting because you know, it, you know it all looks good on paper to them until somebody's life is in danger. And you know, I and, forgot I forgot Engine Six too. We have in um, down in Fishtown, right there at Aramingo and uh, Huntington. That's another right. one we got to bring back. So that's incredible. That's like, incredible. And, and like you, I wanted to mention too. Um, you know, people don't realize a lot in the city. I don't know, but every fire truck that's rolling on the street has an EMT on it. That's a, there's a firefighter slash EMT on every truck. Meaning, they get sent out for uh, medical runs prior a lot of times before the medic unit can get there. So their job is to get there and stabilize the patient. They got enough skills to save lives, and they've been doing it. So they they get exposed just as much as the medics do, and they got to be very careful. Mike, when this is all um, in in the rearview mirror, or as we start to come out of this and start to the country starts to open up, uh, as we move into the summer and then we start to look ahead to the fall, and I know there's still that uncertainty: are schools going to open and all of that? But somewhere in all of this craziness, there are uh, there are lessons to be learned and things to change. Uh, for you or for the members, what's a lesson that's been learned because of all this? Well, um, you know, again, it goes back to the precautions. You know, um, maybe before we weren't taking as many precautions as we should have. You know, this was an unknown thing at first. And how many people were exposed before we really, really knew what was going on? So I'm sure there's going to be um, new um, parameters on, on cleaning and disinfecting and, and taking the precautions. And, you know, before I forget, um, Joe, Jay had a good point about people now being quarantined at home. And he's absolutely right. When you got um, kids home all day and you got yeah. people home all day, there's more cooking. And one thing over the years we've had a lot, and, and our uh, fire prevention and fire marshal's office done a great job, is children playing with matches. When they're home all day and they get curious, that's how fires start, you know. And you got, and that's why I tell parents, you know, keep an eye on your kids, even though they're home. You got to, if you don't see them in a little while, see what they're up to. And a lot of them are on these electronic devices, and that's another thing. You got to watch those cords getting under uh, bedposts and bureaus that could arc and start a fire. So there's a there's a lot of things to worry about when everybody's cooped up at home, even though you think yeah, everybody's and, safe, you know. 
and Mike, you got summer coming now, and you know we're talking about you know people are there's so much going on, um, you know with people in general. There's so many emotions flying around with people with, with businesses that are not open and, and people in such in in, in such a, an emotional state. What are the challenges of of the summer and the warm weather? Because I can tell you this, I was driving down uh, Kelly Drive yesterday, and I live up in that direction, and you know it, it seems like the quarantine is you know. Is ended for a lot of people, and they just want to get out of the house, even if they're trying to social distance. What are the challenges in regards to summer and warm weather from 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 your standpoint? Well, Jay, good point. First off, it's our members because now you're talking this full body encapsulation with the heat, high humidity. We now we got to look at heat exhaustion, et cetera, and having them hydrated because you're out mm-hmm. there these ninety degree days, and they're, you, you know that takes a beating on. It's bad enough with our gear. But now when you got these equipment that you can't, your body can't breathe and et cetera, you know, that's going to be an issue we got to look at. And we're going to have to have possible relief and get people's vital signs taken and, and give them more breaks. Now, the other thing is you said, big, always been a big problem in the city. It's going to be probably compounded now that the pools ain't open is the hydrants are going to be opened. People are going to use the hydrants to cool off. And, um, you know, usually the pools help us with that because they get the kids in the pools. But what people don't also know a lot about in the city are fire trucks. You know, we have approximately uh, 60 pumpers. They're the ones that carry the water. They're the shorter trucks. And we got the ladder trucks with the big, long ladders. Well, the pumper trucks are the only trucks that carry the water. And in that truck, it only carries 500 gallons of water. So, in essence, if there's a house fire... That pumper truck has water for approximately two to three minutes to start putting the fire out before they need to get a hose line from a fire hydrant to that truck. So if a hydrant's being used by kids or whoever and it's out of service, that's a big problem for us. And the other thing is I always try to get this out to people at night. You know, I lived in a row house all my life pretty much, and I know how parking is at night. And you cannot park in front of hydrants or on corners. Corners are just as bad as parking in front of hydrants sometimes because the trucks cannot make the turns and get down the streets and gop if yeah. there's a fire. And if you can't get a truck close to the fire, that means you got to stretch. you got to stretch a hose line up the street, and that's intent, manual, intensive, and, and takes time. So we always tell people to watch those precautions. So there are always challenges in the summer, you know. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you right, right now, you can you can drive in any neighborhood, and the the parking is it, it's impossible. So it's a great yeah. point. No, I mean, you know, it's well to well. No one's leaving their house to go to work. Uh, a lot of people aren't, and so um, obviously the parking is nuts. And that's a great a point, well made. Do not well, park not and not not to break any stones here, but I always remind my police friends, and I tell John Bagnesi when I see him, sometimes the cops they got to keep their cars, keep the street clear. I tell them park up on the pavement because sometimes the excitement happens, you know, and. Um, they like running in there sometimes and, uh, you know, doing a good job. But sometimes the cars, the cars get left and Absolutely. then we can't get the trucks. And I've seen so one crazy city. I think I've seen a fire truck ramming a cop car. Now, we won't go that far. But, uh, you know. Well, yeah, well, I'm going to leave that to the, to the, to the, to the firefighters. Mike, listen, I want to want to thank you so much for being Great a, stuff, a Absolutely. I know I kept nah, it. We'll do, we'll do it again. Just let me know, and, uh, and maybe I can get my uh, boy Chucky Triple OG on here, too, McQuilkin. He's always right. got some good stories. Well, we appreciate it. Mike Bresden, President of Firefighters Local 22, uh, a North Catholic guy, and uh, doing a fan cha- fantastic job for his members. Thanks so, ma- thanks so much, Mike. All right. God bless you. I'll see you, Jay. Take care. 
No, you really good. Brother. Really good stuff from Mike Bresnan joining us, and uh, we leave you with this as we go to the commercial break. Remember what Mike um, pointed out: EMS Week. So uh, give a honk, give a wave uh, for those heroes. And Jay Doc, as we go to the break, uh, it's really fascinating and interesting to think of little things that Mike pointed out in that conversation oh, yeah. that you sometimes miss or people don't think about that create chaos or make the challenge of what they're trying to do so much harder we'll get to a commercial break here on saturday night live uh, with philly labor back in a moment portions of tonight's edition of saturday night live with philly labor are brought to you by sprinkler fitters local 692 iron workers local 405 and steam fitters local 420 we're going to try to work with republicans in a bipartisan way to find solutions to what really is not working Back here live on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor, along with J. Doc M. Joe Krause. Special thanks to uh, Mike Bresnan, president of Firefighters Local 22. A uh, good way to tip off or kick off uh, Saturday Night Live with Philly Light, uh, Philly Labor uh, tonight, J. Doc. Uh, and the uh, show rolls on. A good friend of the show coming up. Two good guests uh, in the second half of the hour, which means, J. Doc, you're going to have to sit. You're going to have to stay relatively silent so our guests can at least answer and participate Uh-oh. in the second Uh-oh. half of the show. All yours, brother. Well, listen, uh, that won't be hard because we have a couple of big dogs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, up right we now. do. <laughs> and and and, uh, and and this next individual is uh, no stranger to the program. I'm happy to bring on to the broadcast Ernie Bennett, District Leaders, SEIU Local 32, BJ District 1201. Ernie, how are you, sir? I'm fine, Jim. How are everybody's doing? Stand safe. Can you, I'm sorry, can you hear me, my friend? Can you hear me? How's everybody doing? Oh, we're doing great, my friend. It's great to have you. Good. Uh, certainly, uh, uh, this is a crazy time, man, and, and uh, I, think, I think we had you a, a couple times before. One of those times, I think, was right before the, uh, right before the Super Bowl. You brought us good luck then, and uh, certainly a um, lot going on. You represent the blue-collar workers that have uh, filled up your school district. How has this pandemic affected your your, uh, your membership? Well, we've been on the front line since March 13th. Uh, we are deemed essential personnel. We've been assisting with the food distribution uh, so that our babies can continue to get what is required of them to have in terms of breakfast and lunch. Uh, and we've been uh, just any way we can support uh, the district and doing our part from building engineers to uh, bus attendants to bus chauffeurs uh, in the need and uh, what what we're dealing with, you know, across the world, not just in our country, but across the world. And so you guys, like you said, on the front lines, it's amazing how, you know, our, our workforce, different workforces find themselves suddenly on the front lines, risking lives. What type of safety precautions um, are you guys are you guys taking number one and number two? What are safety precautions available when this thing started? Well, you know we uh, we have PP gear. Um, we you, know, you can never have enough, you know. Uh, but uh, we've been supplied with the PP gear we need to perform our tasks uh, on a day to day and what's required. Um, and we've just been you know uh, conscious of you know what the, uh, the pandemic has done uh, to, you know, not just, you know, uh, us, but, you know, uh, everybody in general in America and in the world. So we take 
pretty good precautionary measures and safeguarding ourselves. And remember, we have to go back home to our families as well. Absolutely. Talking with Ernie Bennett, joining us here on Saturday Night Live uh, with Philly Labor. Ernie, as you know, and probably uh, deal with the questions on a daily basis, we're in such a pattern of uncertainty. We don't know what the summer's going to be. We don't know if kids will be back in school when we get to what is the traditional fall and a return to school. How you deal? How, how are the members? How are you dealing with the uncertainty? Well, it's a very stressful time for my building engineers uh, and uh, being a part of that because you know we you know we operate these buildings. You know we're committed to stand on the front line, but um, we're not in the norm. The norm would have been school that they continue, you know, to be in session, and it would have closed out next month, and then we would go into you know. Uh, type of uh, uh, preventive maintenance mode, getting them prepared uh, for the next semester, which would have been in September. So we're not in the norm. So not being in the norm, you know, has a fear of the unknown. You know, where do we where do we go from here? Things will never be be operated the same. Right now, we're dialoguing with the district in terms of how this going to look. When you talk about social distancing, now you have to talk about social cleaning, getting the buildings ready to be ended back in, and then you have to have phase two of that plan. How does that look when you're dealing with so many different moving parts from the education to support groups like myself uh, that has to do what we need to do and safeguarding everybody? So, it's, you know, we're, we're in the unknown, still waiting to figure out how we gonna, this is going to look moving forward. So uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's anxiety that I, that I deal with, but... I'm, I'm, I'm a district leader. I'm not in the locations like the engineers who wake up every morning committed to do that. And I salute them as well as my bus attendants and the chauffeurs who, who do their part and moving parts around. Chrome just to do some books. We started doing that. That, was, that phase is over. So education continues to you know, take place. Laptops have to be distributed so the children can continue to be educated from a home perspective. But uh, it's, it's uh, you know, it's a day-to-day, you know. Um, Ernie, has anybody contracted the, uh, the virus uh, from your union? Uh, I'm not at liberty to say the person's name, but yes. No. Uh, yeah, no, it, yeah, of course not. Uh, yes, but um, it's that, you know, uh, that's been a minimum. Uh, when the, when and, the and see, before you go on, on there, our labor leadership has been so strong in the city of Philadelphia that, and that's that's a, a tribute to you guys. I mean that that you've been able to jump on this thing, and it's from a safety point um, to do everything you can uh, to make sure your members are are protected uh, as much as possible. Um, is, is, is do you attribute jumping on it early to, to preventing more? You know, obviously more individuals from contracting the virus. Yes, I mean it's 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 very essential that you have what you need to do what is required of you to do, and everybody's trying to figure out, you know, uh, the social distancing. How does that play out in terms of what we do? We engage. We engage with every aspect of the education process, the parents as well, the stakeholders. We engage with these people. So right now. Uh, the schools are, are, are shut down because 
we don't want to have a pandemic to start. We don't want to have a contaminated location. So we're taking precautionary measures and support with the district to prevent that from happening from a phase one perspective. Moving into phase two, when we open these buildings back up, are we are, are we being more conscious and having a, a, a concrete game plan in place that's going to safeguard anybody that enters our location from the education perspective and, and support groups and the parents that come in, you know, to uh, do their part and then safeguarding themselves and their and their, their children, bring them to and from school. There's a whole lot of moving parts right now that we're working on uh, to try to figure this out. Ernie Bennett joining us here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Ernie, we have about a minute left before uh, we get to the commercial break. And I I, I just want to get you to comment um, a little bit more uh, about the reality of how challenging it's going to be for your members and your workers. Because when the day starts, everything needs to be pristine and clean. When the day ends, it needs to be pristine and and clean so the start and the finish of the day falls squarely on the responsibility of your members tough stuff yes yes that's why it's so important that we continue to communicate and come up with the best case scenario to safeguard my members as essential personnel but to support uh, uh, the teachers okay who have to teach and administration who has to apply administration, it's very important that we collaborate together. This this can't be just on our shoulders. Mm-hmm. And we know it. Because, you know, it's it's not the norm. The norm would be we do our part, you do your part. And you do your part and now all the parts come together. The students learn, they graduate and so on. That's not the norm. And we're and we'll never be in that norm. So we have to prepare ourselves. And we have to strategize and and, and, and play this out to see how it would look if school started two weeks from now. We want to thank you for the job you're doing for your members, and we want to thank your members for, for, for what they're doing on, on the front lines. Um, certainly you're preparing for the future in uncertain times. Ernie Bennett, uh, District Leader, SEIU Local 32, BJ, District 1201. Thanks so much for joining us, Ernie. Thank you all for having me, and y'all be safe. Yeah, great stuff from Ernie Bennett here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. We'll get to a commercial break. Uh, On the other side, on deck, John Bland will join us back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor are being sponsored by IOTC Local 8, District 1199C, and the Newspaper Guild. The right-wing conservatives don't have to drive themselves crazy. They can walk there. (laughs) God bless you. Back here live on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you on a Saturday here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. J-Doc, all yours, brother. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm happy to bring into the, to the broadcast uh, somebody who's very passionate. And by the way, we're going to have a, an hour-long show with this next gentleman and, and, the, and the members, of, uh, the, the representatives of the Boilermakers Union in a couple weeks. So this is just a preview. I'm happy to bring into the broadcast John Bland, business manager, Boilers Local 13. How are you, John? Hey, Doc. How you doing, brother? Um, I'm great, John. And, and you and I had a passionate, uh, brief phone call today. And I'm going to, like I said today, you know, we're looking forward to a full hour with you. Um, but having said that, 
uh, tell our listeners a little bit about um, our conversation today and, and how the quarantine and, and, the, and the governor's shutdown of, of the businesses um, is affecting your members and give us some of your thoughts. My thoughts in general, and like I said, first of all, my, uh, a lot of my guys are the front, frontline responders with the power generation, getting stuff back together, uh, emergency responses. A lot of this stuff uh, started drying up, I would say, uh, probably about a little over three weeks ago. We got real slow. I got about over four or 500 guys out of work now. So it's kind of devastating. And what I'm looking at right now is, you know, here's your first responders, the whole nine yards. Some of these guys, they can't even get through to get unemployment. Yeah. I mean, every day. Where's our state representatives? I mean, they call me all the time you know, for donations, whatever it may be. And, and I got no problem with that. But like I said, I'm in time of need right now. When are they going to start calling us and saying, hey, do you need any help? And not just me, everybody in general, all your constituents. Well, you know, I it's mean, interesting. You, you, you brought up, you know, obviously the politicians, and they're doing what they're doing. But like you said, um, right now, and it's, right now, you know, it's, it's a two-way street, man. Our members are in major, you know, trouble. A lot of, you know, obviously a lot of jobs are shut down. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's, uh, you know, you're answering your phone. They, they want somebody to talk to. They don't want to hear a recording, wait five weeks, maybe get on deployment. They want to know they're getting something. I mean, this is a little bit of bull crap. Come on. I understand the, the Pennsylvania unemployment system is inundated. It's outdated. It's well outdated. Why don't they have something, at least have a response, have somebody call back. Hey, we'll get to you. You have, you know, we have all your information. There's nothing going on. And John, let me ask you a question real quick. Um, you know, let's talk about the governor, you know, the, 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 uh, the quarantine and, and continue with the June 4th and, and, and having no middle ground. In other words, you know, people are worried about their livelihoods, their families, their jobs, their businesses, um, and, of course, their lives. No question, their lives. And based on our conversation today, you know, can't there be, and I'm in agreement, can't there be a happy medium? Can't we, you know, put workers, you know, in, in, in a lot of the industries back to work, but with safety precautions? We know about the, the issues. You're, you're very passionate about that. Oh, we have it. I mean, we already have the social distancing. We have the masks. We have what's the, everything in, in the protocol going forward. I mean, we got to open businesses up. Right now, you got Home Depot, you got Shopra, you got Acme. Everybody's gathered there. What about the small mom and pop stores? Yeah. These absolutely. people got to get a living, too. You can follow the same protocol. They all have to open up. Who's going to support their needs when they go under? Absolutely. No question about it. Joe Cross? John Bland joining us here on Saturday Night Live uh, with Philly Labor. I don't, I wish I could change that narrative, John and Jay Doc. I heard a story about uh, an individual who put um, through it, through a phone app trying to call the unemployment office, had the phone speed dial over 1,500 times to get through and were not able to get through and get to somebody it's what can be done i just don't understand it i know it's in i know they're inundated but man it's crazy it is and john your members you know you you know they're 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 getting the same results 
Oh yeah, they're calling me. They want results. And believe me, when I bring this up, don't get me don't get me wrong. I'm not picking party sides here. We got to work together. It's bipartisan. We all got to chip in and see what we could do. I'm not playing politics here. No, I mean, I mean, we got to start doing something because right now, I mean, we're losing industry in Pennsylvania. You're losing industry in Philadelphia. What are you going to do to bring it back? I, and I agree with you, John. This isn't a political decision. This is the real the the reality of uh, of the storm that we're in right now requires uh, all sides, all hands on deck to get mm-hmm. this thing right. Absolutely, there's no question about that, John. You said that earlier. This has been made too much of a political football with our with our members and the general public caught in the middle. Oh, exactly. I don't want to see who's got the biggest Sweeney. Let's get the job done. Absolutely, John. We're going to have you back in a couple of uh, in, in a couple of weeks. We're going to have you on for a full show because I know we have a whole agenda. We're going to be taking, you know, we're going to be talking about, um, and and so we really we really look forward to that. Your passion is unprecedented. We appreciate what you're doing for your members, and your message is incredibly solid. Um, we appreciate you obviously joining us, uh, you know, th- th- you know, obviously for, 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 for the segment, but we cannot, we cannot wait to have you and your, and your, and your team and your re- uh, fellow reps, reps on in a couple of weeks. Thanks for joining us so much, John. Uh, you got it, brother. Like I said, when we get together, I want to talk a little more about some of the executive orders that governor Wolf's trying to do. I think his heart's in the right spot, but I, I don't think, uh, the studies, the feasibility studies haven't been done or anything like that, and it's not the right time. Absolutely. Thanks, well, thank you, John Bland, business manager, Boilermakers Local 13, uh, a great representative of his members. All right, good stuff from John Bland joining us. J-Doc, get uh, John on the uh, on the calendar, maybe as soon as uh, the end of the month, perhaps, May 31st, a Sunday after Memorial Day weekend. Or, or oh, yeah, whenever, that's what we're doing. You know, whenever you're able to work that out, we'll look forward to a full hour with John Bland, business manager, Boilermakers Local uh, 13. Man, we only have a minute left, J-Doc, and I'll give you a chance to close out the show, but I hear his yeah. frustration. It's out there, and and here's the reality. We got to go back to work. Members got to yeah. go back to work. We all yeah. can be responsible and do what we're supposed to do. 30 yeah, seconds. I brother. agree with you. Listen, we care. I mean, God knows if you catch the virus, you know, your life is in jeopardy. So we're not absolutely ignoring that. We absolutely respect that message. But it, the question is, does it have to be all or nothing? I mean, that, you know, I, you, know you know, John's message is well, is, is well taken. And, and we have tons of people feeling the same exact way, Joe. That's going to do it for tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. We thank uh, all of our guests, Mike Bresden, Ernie Bennett, John Bland for joining us, and of course, Jay Doc uh, from his home uh, studio. We thank everyone for listening. See you next time, everybody. Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor have been sponsored by Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, CWA, Communications Workers of America, and AFSME Local 1739, DC 47. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management.